0: And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of Alternative Football. It's uh, Monday morning, the 6th of September, here in lockdown, Auckland, New Zealand. It's day 20, I think it is. Well, anyway, I've, I've been here too long now. Uh, I need a haircut. I've got the worst barnet that I've had all year, I think. But more importantly, I need some sleep because uh, I was up late last night watching Wales play football or try and play football. Thankfully, that man again, Gareth Bale, got us out of jail again. Ah, oh, mate, I think I've aged about 20 years watching that performance. But anyway, speaking of international, I've got Lyle, the Perth goodest Stewart, all the way from Birmingham, England, on the pod. How's it going, mate?
1: Yeah, not bad, edzie not bad. It's been a nice, relaxing weekend over here in the UK. Uh, obviously, no... No domestic football on, um, which means that you have to turn yourself to the international stage. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's been it's been a bit boring, um, but, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a nice change from watching Arsenal get pasted at the moment. So um, now I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Doing good. Um, yeah. Just, um, you know, all, all eyes on all eyes on England at the moment, all eyes on the international side. Um, so now it's been a good little break from the club football. But before we talk about the football, let's talk about your little trip. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I went north from the border, mate. So I went behind enemy lines up into <laughs> Scotland's um, Nicola let me in which was very nice of her um yeah man it was good Scotland was lovely mate funny enough who would have thought of all the places in the UK to get a tan you'd get a tan in Scotland so I went up there when there was like record breaking temperatures Scotland was a lot warmer than England um had a lovely time up there man so I was in Edinburgh for four days during Fringe Festival um it was just great it was great just chilling out um just enjoying the city um you know, saw some you know live live acts. I saw a bit of comedy, uh, a bit of live music. Um, it was it was amazing, mate. And then um, I went to Glasgow um, for Old Firm weekend, uh, which was lively, to be fair. Um, uh, so yeah, it was all it was all happening, mate. All happening. I got woken up on Sunday morning to the sound of the Celtic fans getting escorted to the uh, to the train station to go after the game. Um, yeah, it was all happening, mate.
0: A little bird told me um, you found a bury there. A Stewart brewery, right?
1: Yeah, I did, man. I did. So um yeah, obviously we run the thing up in Scotland, uh, the Stewarts, So um <laughs> obviously. So yeah, I found my found my brewery uh from, from my long lost cousins. Um so went in there, I told them I'm taking the thing over. Um so I've given them their, their notice, their eviction notice. They've got one <laughs> month one month to clear off, and then there's a new sheriff from town, mate. So uh yeah, no, it's it's good, man. It's good. You're
0: not the only one that's done that. Dava's been there recently.
1: Yeah, I saw that. He's he beat me up there by a couple of weeks. He was up in Scotland. I saw he went to Celtic Park as well, innit? I think he went to a game um yeah. in 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 Scotland. So my man was having a good time. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. It's good. Um obviously, yeah, SPL's back in back in full swing. Um, although it's, you know, a bit surprising that at the moment you've got um Hibernian who's top of the te- uh, Hibs who are top of the table, um, which is which is quite surprising. So um yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens up there. You've obviously got uh, my old mucker Ange postacoglu uh Ex-manager of the Australian national team Who's the coach of Celtic He's having a shocker at the moment So uh, we'll see how long he lasts
0: You weren't tempted to wear a Celtic shirt outside Ibrox?
1: Um, <laughs> nah, none of that to be fair no, I was just keeping a low profile mate Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, this is a bit, it's a bit of a mad weekend up there
0: uh, no fun. Right, so the Scotland trip I think you timed that quite well, didn't you? Because Arsenal were playing that weekend, weren't they? Uh,
1: yeah, mate, <laughs> uh, what a disaster that was, mate. So, yeah, obviously, I was at the first home game, Arsenal-Chelsea. Um, ended up back page of the sun in it. Um, you know, I was literally um, behind the goal in North Bank lower. And, um, yeah, when Rhys James's goal's gone in, literally, like, uh, you've got Leno's flapping and you've got me in the background, just, like, <laughs> fucking hating life. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's not, not great, mate, not great. We got resoundingly uh, you know beaten um and then yeah obviously you know obviously you've got you know chelsea fans who are you know intolerable at the best of times who are having a good time so yeah that was really disappointing and then obviously i i swerved the bullet um with the man city away game because um yeah. i was gonna go i was gonna go up to that but obviously because i already had holidays booked, um i gave it a miss and um yeah that was a disaster mate absolute disaster we got absolutely just you know torn apart now Um, Obviously, the Etihad's probably the hardest ground to go to in England at the moment, I think, um, by by a long stretch of imagination. But, um, you know, we just, our tactics were poor, you know, man down in the first half was just a disaster. It's absolute disaster. And, um, yeah, the wheels have well and truly fallen off the bus, my friend. Um, So things are... Not looking good at the Arsenal, but we, we knew this was going to be the case. We knew it was going to be a really difficult start to the season. Um, things are not looking good behind the scenes at the club. Um, you know, people are having a go at the owner, people are having a go at the manager, the players. I think it's a combination of all the threes, to be honest mm. with you, as to why we are where we are. But, um, yeah, we need to turn this around at El Cuico. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, otherwise, I think Arteta is going to be gone. Uh, my prediction is he. My prediction is he's going to be gone by the end of September. In the midfield, we just look horrendous. And there's there's no goals in the side at the moment. Um, you know, you've seen that. We've not scored in the first three games. We've not looked like scoring in the first three games. Um, and, yeah, obviously, I think Arteta's days are numbered. Um, he just doesn't have the experience to turn it round. Uh, there's no identity in the current squad. So, I think if he loses Tottenham at home at the end of the month, he's out, gone. Um, he needs to try and get two wins from the next two games uh, Norwich and Burnley if he can't do that yeah, like, so yeah obviously getting the month
0: let's talk about the transfer policy then because you know same as Man United really fans are pretty upset with the ownership and but you can't really fault the owners of putting money into the club I mean yeah, <laughs> they appoint certain people that control who they sign right you know naming Edu for one but you spent the most out of any team in the Premier League in the transfer window
1: yeah, I, I don't. I think it's probably a bit disingenuous to sort of lump us in with Manchester United because Manchester United have one, have 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 two things which we don't have on offer. So Manchester United have a got European football and b they've got Champions League football on offer, right? So um, obviously Man United are, are in the ability to, to have the ability to attract um, the top players across the world. Now um, the problem we have is we haven't got any European football. Uh, don't have any Champions League football. So it was obviously going to be nigh on impossible for us to um attract the caliber of players which some of our rivals have attracted so um you know you look at um chelsea they brought in um lukaku they brought in um sayul um from atletico madrid mm-hmm. um there's no way either of those would have would have gone to the arsenal and then yeah man united have brought in you know sancho varan um R- ronaldo um all of which are very good signings um and, and yeah, we we may have spent similar money, um, but there's no way we could have got any of the aforementioned players. So I think the difficult thing for us is we've literally gone back to square one again. So, you know, when we first moved into the Emirates, it was, you know, trying to bring through lots of young players, blah, 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 blah. And if you look at the signings we've made, they're not necessarily bad signings because we needed to boost the squad. We've got some, you know, re- reasonable young players in there. But what worries me is we've we've overspent on um, on on some of these players. You know, Ben White, for example, I wouldn't play more than 15, 20 mil for him. I think it's a you know glorified gamble. Got huge question marks on on Odegaard um, as to whether he's you know really good enough. To be fair, I mean, you know, he's he's, he's not really um, had that much top flight football under his belt, playing you know at the highest level. Um, and I think yeah, you know, Lukongo is a good signing for 15 mil. You know, Tavares for seven mil. No one's going to have a go at that. But um, yeah, the problem is we've literally just got kids and underperforming, um, you know, senior pros. So it's um, it's, it's not looking good.
0: If uh, Arteta gets a sack, then uh, who's going to come in then?
1: Well, it's, so you know, I was reading the papers earlier, and they're saying that apparently we've signed a, a deal with Conte. I can't see how Conte would come to Arsenal in the current circumstance. I mean that is I think fanciful thinking from whoever's written that up um you know I, I I would be really surprised um so yeah if we get sacked I have no idea who we get in because the market's not very good for managers at the moment um you know so um it's it's yeah we, we, we'd be in pretty dire straits um but yeah let's let's see I mean I think the club is in a really bad really bad place I mean you know a lot of our fans are getting upset, but you know, the reality is, is, if we were going to do a rebuild, we would have done it 2014 15. We would have got in one of Guardiola, Klopp, or Conte when they were available. You know, we hung on to Wenger too long, um, and then you know, had the downward spiral. Emre was dead unlucky when he was manager, three games away from absolute magic. Um, you know, he took us to two cup finals and should have made the top four, but. You know the last two games of our league season, we 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 cocked it up, and then obviously, you know, it's it's been Arteta after that. Um, so yeah, it's not looking good at the Arsenal, mate. I think I think we could be finished. I think we're on the um, I think one more bad season, and 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 we're 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 about to dive off the, the edge of the cliff, really.
0: If you were a devil's advocate here, right? Arsenal had the hard fixtures, right? It's a tough start for them, and you weren't really expecting anything from the first lot of games anyway, right? So he should be. Judge in the next two. Yeah. If you lose Norwich, then I think that's a yeah, that's curtains. I think. You so lose the biggest man.
1: problem, the biggest problem, Edzie, actually, is not so much whether he should be judged on the next two. It's does he actually have the quality as a manager to get the best out of his, this team, and is he able to take the team forward? Now, there are a few, I think, what you could say, early warning signs, which 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 would say we're in trouble here. Now, we're not very well. Organised defensively, you've seen that in the first three games where we, we've shipped in, um, obviously a massive amount of goals. Um, you know, it's shipped in nine, nine goals in three games. Um, but I think the worrying thing about us is going forward. I don't, I don't think this is a team which has got more than sixty goals in it. You know, he's he. The way he sets up is he likes to play two sitting midfielders, so two holding midfielders, with a slightly more uh, attacking midfielder, with two wide players and striker. Now, when you look at Okay, case so play you 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 know we play shaka and party there's no goals there Smith Rose not a massive goal scorer either you know Shaka Saka Bakaya Saka is not you know he's not a prolific goal scorer where are the goals gonna come from and I think this is what's gonna get Arteta sacked is that his teams are not gonna score score enough football uh, score enough goals um for us to win games of football um so I think I think we're in, we're in we're in massive problems. But I said at the start of the season I said if we got in the Europa League positions that would be a really good season. So, you know I think we've just got to see what the next few games hold. But yeah, come. But you have got to remember Eddie though. So after September October's not exactly easier for us. We've got <laughs> um you know so we've got like Leicester away which is going to be a you know tough. We've won up there for a while. Um, that's a tough fixture. Um, you know Palace and Villa at home they'll both be fancying their chances. Um. Brighton away, again, you know, Brighton's not started the season too shabby either. Um, So I don't think that there's any easy games in this Premier League anymore. I think it's a case where, you know, you've got to take each game on its merits um, and you've got to be able to just, you know, score goals, put teams away. Um, So I think it's looking bleak for Arsenal, mate. Mm. I I can see it being a really bad next 10 to 15 games.
0: I suppose uh, the international window came at a good time for you then.
1: Yeah, it did, it did, it did. Because I mean, you know, we if we played, I reckon if we'd played Norwich after the City game, we probably would have lost, truth be told. Um so at least it gives us a chance to try and get some players back fit again, try and, you know turn up looking semi credible against Norwich at home. Um yeah, we, we 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 got we got massive problems at this club. Um and you know, it's only exacerbated by, you know, the voices within the fan base as well. You know, idiots like Arsenal Fan TV who are just putting out shit at the moment. I mean, they should just be ashamed of themselves. um And, you know, other people, it's just it's a disaster, really. Disaster. Let's talk about England then. England, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, on paper, it would seem that things are going really well um when you look at the England football team. Um Obviously, you know, play today, we swatted Andorra 4-0 beat Hungary 4-0. Um, so our goal difference in the World Cup qualifiers, which is obviously massively important, um, I think we're on like plus 15 or something from four games. Um, five games. No, we've, we've five games. So I think we're top 15 points. We haven't lost. Um, so yeah, England's England's going to qualify for the next World Cup. I think that's a, that's nailed on. I mean, there's, there's, there's no no qualms about that. I mean, for me, it's just... You know, it's the same old, same old. I mean, but I think, you know, you put it into context where England certainly progressed a lot over the last five years. I mean, after the Iceland um, defeat, when we went out um, to them in the Euros, I think everyone was sort of tearing their hair out. So I think with England, it's like, we've got all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, but it's how we can, we can put it all together. Mm. Um And, I just think Southgate's a good manager. He's a good uh, he's a good caretaker, but I don't think he's the guy who's going to take us to glory at the next World Cup. Um, I'm convinced about that. You know, we're playing the likes of Andorra, the likes of um, Hungary. You know, Hungary played five at the back on um, Thursday, and uh, you know we're playing with two cities in the midfield. Why do you need to play two cities in the midfield, two defensive midfielders, when you're coming up against a block back five? You know, small stuff like that you know very similar today where he's playing Bellingham, um, so he's playing alexander arnold and, and henderson and as a midfield two pivot and you sort of think just you know you know from uh, you know Bellingham and uh, and you sort of think to yourself, it oh, doesn't make sense you know uh, i think the guy's tactics are too pessimistic he's not aggressive enough you know it's the same mm. old same old try get to half time 1-0 and then open it up in the second half so um yeah i mean ultimately as an england fan yeah you know we're going to qualify about mm, big questions about this next world cup
0: yeah, like, when you look at England right now, like do you feel that this is the time to start trying new things or is he just going to try, his, you know, just stick with what he knows best for the next year? So,
1: I, I think what's interesting is that it, it's not so much about whether it's stick with what he knows best. It's about how can you get yourself playing the football that you need to play in order to win big tournaments. It's not so much about... Everyone will say, yeah, international football is about results. And it is isn't. A, it is. It is to an extent. So, of course, obviously, international football is results football. But you've got to play a certain way which allows you to win the big games. And I think with England, um, he's got to change the style of play. He needs to go with one sitter, um, an attacking midfielder, and then a number eight. And, and I think what he needs to do is start using these games against the likes of Andorra, the likes of Hungary, to really trial this um i mean to be fair you know it is good to see that he's trying alternatives to harry kane um you know it was good to see bamford get a run out today i think you know he 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 played all right actually you know it was nice to see a striker who actually wants to go in the box for once rather than harry kane who's got his new career as a central defensive midfielder or playing out of left back so mm. um you know i was i was quite pleased with um I was quite pleased with, with, with that, but he's got to sort his midfield three out massively. And he's got to drop this five at the back, you know, not that we played it uh, in, in the last two games, but he's got to go to like a, a more fluid 4 three, three formation. Can we
0: talk about his um, his team selection and the players that he's selecting for the squad, actually, you know, players like mm-hmm. Lingard, for example, like what's Lingard done so far this season to warrant being called up?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good question. So, I mean, you, you say to yourself, okay, um, Right, Lingard, uh, yeah, he's not not really played that well. Um, well, it's not he's not played that. He played like really well last season, but he's not really had minutes for United. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, what's interesting is you say to yourself, okay, well, who is available at the moment? Who you would call up to the squad? Um, if so, um, playing devil's advocate here, you could say, okay, well, you could. Call up a JWP, James Ward Prowse. I mean, that would probably be a, a, a fair option, although I don't think Southgate's that that bothered with James Ward Prowse. Um, Delhi Alley's starting to get a little bit more game time now at Tottenham. Um, so you could say, you know, do call up Delhi on the telly. Um, you could then, uh, Foden must be injured or something because I haven't really seen him for City, so I'm not sure if he's about. Um, so I mean, it, I can kind of see why he's gone back to Lingard. It's the safe and tested option. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not sold on him either. I don't really, I think the blokes, you know, he's not always been you know, my favourite England player in an England shirt um, for many years. But I can see Southgate's gone back to his tried boys. Uh, at least he's not called up Eric Dyer because then I'd start, I'd have, to, then I'd have to drive over to Burton, um, Bert, Burton upon Trent, Saint George's Park, and just kick the door down. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a difficult one. But I mean, it could be worse.
0: I think you know where I'm going with this, mate. The best player in the Premier League right now should have been called up for the squad. You know who I'm talking about?
1: You're not talking about um, Young Gallagher, are you?
0: No, 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 no. West Ham.
1: Oh, Antonio! Yeah, 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 yeah. Why wasn't um, he called up? Oh, uh, mate, do you know what? I, there are certain players, and you just think to yourself, it's just they're not it, England's, just not for them. And he's he's one of them, in it. Um, so I think with Antonio, yeah, he's on he's on a really good good run. Um, Moyes has Moyes has done a good job as well. So I mean, you got to give David Moyes credit. I mean, when Moyes is given the right tools, so you know he wasn't given the right tools at Sunderland. But you saw what he could do, obviously at Everton, where if he gets his players, some guys who work hard, a couple of flair players, um, you know a striker who works hard, mate, he's he's nailed on top top ten. You know, he'll give you top ten finish every day of the week. Um, he's sort of transformed Antonio into a number nine. I'm not sure if that's his best position to be. To be brutally honest with you, but it's effective. He's scoring. He's scoring goals. Um, yeah, it's just disappointing about old Mikael Antonio. Um, I'd love to have seen him in an England shirt, but he's decided that he wants a bit of a reggae reggae life, um, <laughs> you know, um, and he's gone. Uh, he's gone to play for Jamaica. <laughs>
0: he's not the only one mate half the squad's from England
1: (laughs) I know yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's um I reckon that the Jamaicans have obviously been quite lax about their eligibility rules so you probably like as long as you've got a Jamaican grandparent you're 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 cool
0: (laughs) you know what mate Wales are playing uh I think they were playing Finland last week so I didn't bother watching them so I thought you know what I'm gonna dedicate my time and watch Jamaica instead and I thought they'd be playing all the big hitters but due to uh, the UK COVID restrictions of like red listed countries, none of the English players can play in like countries like Mexico and um, Costa Rica. So yeah. all the Jamaican players just flew to Kingston and they were just there on a little holiday and wait until the game, which kicks off in an hour's time against Panama. So um, I'm expecting Antonio and the rest of them to start tonight. There'd be so many yeah. new caps tonight.
1: Yeah, 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 because you got, I mean, they're going to have to learn the national anthem as well. you got, uh, <laughs> uh, you got, yeah, I saw the squad when I saw, when I scored, I saw the squad, I was like, that's a serious, um, you know, serious squad they've called up.
0: This is probably the strongest squad they've had since 1998, for sure, because look at the, the experience they've got. They've got, about, they've got about seven or eight championship players, yeah. three in the Premier League right now, uh, yeah. one in the SPL.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got They're players in there you know, like Leon Bailey, you've got Andre Gray, um, obviously the problem child, uh, Ra- Raval Morrison. <laughs> I mean, you've got your boy in there. You oh, he was our team. boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he, got, he gone?
0: Yeah, we got rid of him on transfer deadline day. Wow. For peanuts wow. as well. And, oh, we got robbed there.
1: So Jamal Lowe's there. gone. Yeah, uh, Michael Hector from uh, Fulham. Um, Liam yeah, Moore, yeah, Reddin. Yeah, Keanu um, Roof, Rangers.
0: Daniel Johnson's Preston, Bobby Reid, Fulham. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty strong team. And um, when you add Antonio in, like, who's the best striker right now in the Premier League in form, you know, they, I'm expecting goals tonight against Panama.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, they should bang up Pan- Panama, really, innit? I mean, a lot of the, a lot of Jamaicans are upset that they lost to Mexico uh, the other day. Um Mexico's a good side. I mean, they're not bad. I mean, I watched the game. To go with an understrength side to go down 2-1 to Mexico. I mean, that's...
0: Yeah. And the Azteca.
1: No yeah, there's no shame they, in that. They, you know what,
0: mate? Um, Watching that game. Yeah, they were very understrength. I mean, it was a Jamaican side. Uh, you have to say that. <laughs> Apart from the boy from Swindon making his debut, Grant, in yeah. the midfield, which is pretty good, actually. But um, I thought the, the, the manager, he just made some daft decisions at the end, which cost
1: yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of them where it's like obviously, when you look at their group, um, you know, in in the, um, God, what do they call it? It's CONCACAF. Yeah, that's the one, CONCACAF. Um yeah. I, I mean, Mexico is obviously the front runners. Um, yeah, then you've got the USA. Yeah, but I don't think the USA uh, have got a vintage generation at the moment of players. So I think the USA is not the same USA of yesteryear. Um, so I reckon Jamaica's got a great chance.
0: Yeah, but this is probably their best chance in a, in a generation, I suppose. Um yeah. like Canada's up there right now.
1: Yeah, me want to see the reggae boys
0: at the World <laughs> Cup, man. Yes, man. Uh, I predicting it now, man. I'm predicting it now. Jamaica up, are gonna beat England, the group stage in Qatar. Uh, Rasta power. <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Yeah, there there's been some interesting results across the board. Um, in the last week Spain they lost their first qualifying game which is 1993 since I've been yeah. on this earth that's the first time they lost a qualifier to Sweden right 2-1 Italy they've extended their run to 36 games but they've struggled in the last two games mm. Um Scotland gosh get battered uh-huh.
1: everywhere they go Scotland get battered everywhere they go like
0: how bad is Scotland right now so look Look at this up now. So, Guyana,
1: to Rome.
0: <laughs> Guyana, Sudan, South Sudan, Taiwan, Yemen. That's not a list of war-torn countries. It's a list of countries that have a national team ranked higher than Moldova. The Moldovan manager should get sacked for losing 1-0 to Scotland. That's a, a disgraceful result for them.
1: Honestly, mate, it, it stems from their domestic league. So, I was watching the Old Firm last weekend. No word of a lie, It's such the quality of Scottish football is so bad. Um, with the exception of the players they've got in England, mate, it's not even championship football the SPL. Um, it's literally like League One, man. So in my opinion, until they improve the quality of the players coming through the youth academy systems up there, they're not going to do anything, mate, internationally. So, um, unless they can start getting more players who are coming down to England at a younger age. Um uh, yeah I was I was shocked watching the SPL last week I was like wow this is this is bad
0: let's talk about Republic of Ireland now that is <laughs> we thought they were bad but it's just gotten worse for them really
1: yeah I mean I think this is you know Irish football's on the brink of going back to the dark days mate if it hasn't already got there um so I mean yeah they've just got They've got no promising youngsters coming through. Do you know what I mean? There always used to be like some Irish lads who are playing in England, in the Premier League, loads in the championship, nothing. You know, all the guys who are eligible, sort of people who are in their sort of, you know, mid to late thirties now. Um, I don't know what's going on now. I, I really don't. It's like they've had they've got I call this the lost generation of Irish football. <laughs>
0: You know they had a promising result against Portugal. They were very unlucky to lose that one in the end. But then they play Azerbaijan at home, and you know what, mate? I was so annoyed because I put money on them as well. They were part of my seven-game oh, multi, right. so I had a multi this week. I had a few multis actually, but this one they cost me. Um, yeah, I put Ireland to score for the first goal. I thought, you know what, it's only Azerbaijan. Surely they'll get a goal against them. But it turns out Azerbaijan were leading one 0 at half time. So that was my bet over and done with. Stephen Kenny, the manager, he's he's only won one game, mate, out of like fifteen games.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the sad thing is that their group, like you look at Luxembourg and Azerbaijan, you think they're like, you know, you you put them on as like wins, in it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's not looking good for Ireland. Um. Yeah, I mean, again, that's just you know, you'd be tearing your hair out if you're Irish, wouldn't you? Like seeing just obviously the the fall from grace. Um. But. Again, you know, you look at who they've got. you look at the players who are Irish, and they've got nothing to choose from. We took their potatoes and their rice, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well, let's talk
0: about Wales. So today, there's a lot of factors that were played against us or going against us before we kicked the ball. Uh, mm. The fact that we had to travel to the middle, the middle of Russia to play Belarus is yeah. one thing. Then we had players who were suspended. Then we had players that were out due to injury, some players weren't bothered to turn up, like Ramsey. And uh, we had some players that couldn't play because of, you know, you know how hard it is to get a, a Russian visa last minute, right? So we had a, a threadbare squad, but enough really to, to beat Belarus convincingly, I thought anyway, you know, with the likes of Bale and Joe Allen and Daniel James. But yeah, this morning, mate, was probably the, the hardest game to watch, I think, in a long time. You know, we got off to a good start with the penalty for Bale. His first goal for Wales in about 16 games had been a long drought for him. And then in the middle of the first half, we just imploded. You know, we gave away a shocking pen. Uh, Chris Genter, who should not be anywhere near the team. I said this before the Euros that, you know, he had his 100 caps. That's it. Bye-bye. But now nah, he's still <laughs> hanging on like an old fart, really. And um, yeah. Belarus scored two goals in two minutes. It was shocking defending. At halftime, I was ready to write a long message and, you know, just blast the FAW for what they're doing because Page obviously isn't the right man for the job. And then it came to the second half again, where we got given a, a really dubious penalty. I have to say, I, I think all, all three penalties of the day were rubbish. I think from the referee, but Bell slotted one again. And then it came down to the the last kick of injury time where Bale saved us. Yeah. Saved us again. I mean... Do you reckon it was poor keeping as well? Because
1: Oh, yeah. It's I common- like, Honestly,
0: it's... Belarus were a rubbish team. Technically, if you look at the clubs that they play for, you know, there's no way we should be just scraping past them. We have to be beaten. They lost 8-0 to Belgium in Yeah, the last but do you know what,
1: though? Sometimes you've just got to, um, you know, uh, it's, it's not really about that, itty, in my opinion, actually. I, I agree with you. Sometimes you just got you you got to win ugly. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but
0: we 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 play ugly. That's the problem, mate. We do it every game. And yeah, 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 no, no, no. I've been saying to- this before. I was saying this during the Euros, and I knew it was going to happen. I, I said this was going to be a banana skin. I wasn't even surprised we were two one now. I was like, this is what it is now. Like I'm expecting this to struggle.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. But what I'm saying though is, you managed to get a result, which is what matters. um uh, so, you know, the fact you got the result out there is huge mm. because obviously um, you've got a massive chance of now finishing second in the group because um, you've got two games in hand on Czech Republic. Now, obviously, form brings breeds form, so it's not ideal that you play in the way in which you're playing. But you'd rather have got the three points tonight than having to make that up somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. But the plastics, right? The, ugh, we've got... There's probably three different sections of Welsh fans, right? So you've got the old hard... Die Hard Brigade, right? Which remember the dark days of Bobby Gould in the nineties, and they go, you know what? We've had a good run in the Euros twenty sixteen. You know, this is better than we ever had it before, right? Which is true. Then you've got the the plastics that have jumped on in the last five years, right? They expect results, you know. Yeah. They expect us to be winning every game, and to a yeah. degree, I do. But I do agree with that view because I feel that the players that we've got now are better than what we had in the nineties. So yeah, we should be doing better, right? Then there's the third section, which I think I'm a part of. Is sort of like, I'm in the middle here. I can I see for what it is. We've got a very small pool to pick from. And the pool that we're picking from, they're not really playing first-team football, most of them anyway. And yeah. even if they are playing first-team football, it's not for big clubs you know, at a high level. So I understand where we are. But we're very limited to what we can do. And we're just making the most now out of bail and Whenever Ramsey turns up, you know, the golden generation. So like I accept it for what it is. I can't see us qualifying for World Cup. I really don't. Because the tactics it just ain't there, mate. It really ain't yeah. there. Like with Chris Coleman, we knew what the game plan was. We know like, we're playing five three two every game. All right. That's that's us. And we could yeah. we had something there. But Paige just doesn't really know what to do. It's and tricky
1: he, as well, because it's like you can't rely on one player in international football. No, and you can't rely on
0: Bale. Like it's it, he's <sighs> Like I love Gareth Bale, I really do, but he's not the player he used to be.
1: No, he's got back to Real Madrid. Has he still, they kept him. Well, on?
0: well his mate Carlos is the manager now, so oh, right,
1: he's
0: playing yeah, every yeah. game. But like, he he looks happier. He he does honestly. I I honestly thought that was the end of him at the Euros when we got battered by Denmark. But you know, um, yeah, today was just he he carried us again today. Really good. Yeah, um, it's
1: difficult. I think you know, like I said, with Wales, it, if you guys could qualify for World Cup, that'd be that'd be a result, wouldn't it? Um, I'm not saying that you are going to do it but um yeah I mean it's it's tricky when you look at what you've got to pick from I mean you're in a slightly better position than um than the other home nation well much better position than than the other home nations but I think equally it could go either way where it's like um you know you really need your next generation of youngsters to come through um in order for you to sort of you know kick on but um yeah, I mean, because if you finish second, you're obviously then going to go into the, um, the playoffs, in it?
0: Yeah, so the way it works out, right? So if you finish second, you will finish in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But because we've got this backdoor option now with the Nations League, because we topped our group, we need the likes of Spain, Italy and France to qualify as winners of their groups. But yeah, because of Spain, course. lost that game against uh, Sweden, right? Just our luck, right? They might not finish top of their group now, which means that Wales have to finish second now. Mm. Uh, to secure any playoff chance. So, but even if we do get to playoffs, mate, I just think, I don't... Paige isn't the man, mate. Like, and this is the problem that we've got. We get the result today, everyone forgets about how poor the performance was. Yeah, no, of Up, up until mean- the 94th minute, mate, we were not doing anything, mate. We weren't qualifying for the World Cup. Now everyone records we will qualify for World Cup. We, we can't keep leaving it late, mate. Honestly, it's annoying. Like, the yeah. game the game should never come to that. Like, even bail at the end, like, you can see how yeah we were, we were relieved scoring a winner against Belarus. That's
1: embarrassing. Uh, I, I, look, mate, I'm not, I'm not defending them. I, I, see, I see exactly where you're coming from, mate. Um, And it's, it's difficult because, you know, you're sort of just looking at this saying, well, you know, we need to be better than this if we actually want to we want to be on the big stage, which you're, you're absolutely right. Um, but then I suppose sometimes you've just got to be pragmatic, which, mm. and realize that we've only got what we've got. Um, yeah, it's difficult. I can't, I I don't think Wales are going to be playing better than they're playing at the moment with the players no. they've got. I think your, your best bet is to scrape it into the world cup and then hope that sort of down the line, you've either managed to bring through so you, or some of the youngsters have kicked on a bit, um, but I think you need to get to the World Cup because that's, I think form breeds form. And if you can make it to the World Cup, um, it will probably help some of those youngsters because they will get experience on the bigger stages, mm. in my humble opinion.
0: Yeah, this is it, mate. This is uh, Gareth Bell's last dance, mate. This is it. We have to qualify for this World Cup. It's not going to happen. If we never, I'll say it now, if we don't qualify for this World Cup, we'll never qualify for one. Not in my yeah. lifetime.
1: We're not going to qualify uh, for one. Yeah, if you can't
0: think, qualify with Gareth Bale, Joe Allen and Ramsey when he turns up, then we ain't going to qualify.
1: I, I think what Wales have got... A re- I'd say your chances of qualifying are about... I'd say if you've got a 50-50 chance of qualifying, it just depends on what team turns up on a day. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And who you're playing against. But it's It's within your gift to qualify. But I I, I agree with everything that you're saying. You, your boys have got to move up. You've got to step up a level. yeah. And
0: this is why I asked you about Lingard. You know, I, I was debating with someone last night, actually. I said, look, would Southgate pick someone that's not even playing first-team football? And Southgate did. He picked Lingard. But what I was trying to say was, Page is picking players that not, haven't even played a game this season in the championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're starting for Wales. Like, uh, sorry, hey, you I- should be playing first-team football before you play for Wales. You should, Wales shouldn't be your training game to get fit for the, the club that you play for with this League One
1: Championship. Like, come on now. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, mate. I can't disagree with any of that.
0: But anyway, we move on. Um, opportunity on Thursday morning against Estonia at home. We should batter them. But, I mean, based on today, man, I'll, I'll take a 1-0. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> be a 1-0 win, hopefully. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we move on. Uh, the Czechs, they got... Beaten by Belgium, I think, 3-0 this morning. So that's done us a favour. You know, it's better for us to just leave Belgium, win the group outright. <sighs> Don't worry about the rest of us and just let us uh, take second place. But
1: yeah. You're not going to touch Belgium. Um, you know, Belgium are, 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 um, are, are in a different league to you guys. So yeah, I think you just need to hope that you can give it a good, a good crack in the running, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> Waking up this morning, mate, I just saw the... My Instagram feed's gone crazy with the Brazil-Argentina game. Now, I'm looking on a reliable source here, so BBC Sport. Now, that game's been suspended now.
1: Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? That is mad. It's it's, it's hard. To, I'm just trying to, like, you know, obviously understand what's going on there because what they're saying, um, and obviously this is just from what I've heard, is that four the Argentinian players um, should not have been able to play because they... Um, uh, didn't pass the COVID tests or COVID protocols, basically.
0: Well, you know what that is, mate? So I've got the bullet point summary here. Now, for three of the four Argentinian players, they're playing the Premier League, right? Correct, yeah. So under Brazilian rules, visitors who've been in the UK in the 14 days before entering the country must quarantine for 14 yeah. days on arrival. So they have obviously just gone, nah, we're just going to play them. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> So Brazilian health officials, so basically the police have come on the field,
1: and then just pulled them off, in it. Wow, it's pretty wild, isn't it? Because yeah, and the reason why I say it's pretty wild is, I mean, it's interesting to see what the ramifications will be, if any, from our friends at FIFA. So it'd be interesting to see if FIFA are just like, up, nah, you know, this is the you know uh, rules of the country." Or whether it was a case that that game should never have been, and hear me out on this one, they should never have played that game in Brazil um, because of the quarantine rules. And I know that sounds a bit, you know, people being like, what's the skis are on about? But there's merit to what I'm saying there, where they should have played it somewhere where um, it would have been more accessible for players to get in there.
0: I think, mate, if, the, if you've broken the rules, then, yeah, you know, if the game can't go ahead, Argentina should just, you know, should be docked points, really, shouldn't they, or forfeit the, yeah. the game 3-0. Agreed.
1: No, I agree, bro. I agree. This is a this is this is mad, isn't it? Um, but we'll see. Let's see what. I mean, there's you know a lot of shit has gone down on this international break. Obviously, you saw, you know, the nonsense which went on over in um in Hungary when England played there. With the, uh, talks of racial abuse and stuff. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts on that, mate? I mean, it's difficult because obviously I, I agree with what some people are saying, where it's like you know, in England we can't really um. You know, we can't talk after the sort of shit we had here over, the, you know, with the World well, um, Euros. But um, I think it's been a little bit disappointing um, to see certain countries who are repeat offenders, and I don't understand how Hungary, who are on a ban from UEFA, are then able to play in a FIFA competition. You think common sense would have prevailed? No, said no. We're not going to, we're not going to subject the boys to that. And I mean, fair play to the England players who, again, as always, were super professional. But yeah, yeah, it was just, again, like I said, really disappointing um, just to see those sort of scenes. Um, but I'm not surprised, you know, because obviously England does. We do cop it sometimes when we go to these places.
0: Yeah, I, I have to give to that performance as well, because it took a while for you guys to break Hungary down. But then I suppose even from the, the whistle, mate, when um, you, your, your boys took the knee, like, surely that's a you know, when fans boo that, right? Surely that just like galvanizes the opposition to go, you know, yeah, fuck, fuck these course. guys want to hammer these yeah, now, course, you know. Like, course, it's, course, it's sort of, of like the hacker in a way, like, where it's like it just gives them the boost, you know. What I mean, like, to go, well, everyone's against us, like, we're gonna, yeah, gonna treat you less, you know.
1: Yeah, of course. I just think it's, yeah, it's a bit disappointing because obviously a lot of it. You no, know, the England yeah, I don't think we've got the support from FIFA and the uh, UEFA when it comes mm-hmm. to the lot of the racial abuse we get, which is quite sad. Um you know, it's been like this for a long time. I just don't think they really don't think they really care, which is yeah, makes me a bit sad, but anyway, yeah. what can we do? So is that England done now for this week? No, we've got one more game on Tuesday. Um so we're playing again on Tuesday. Um so that's our last qualifier um for for sort of like the international break. Um so yeah, I mean we've got yeah Poland on Wednesday, which will be a good game. That's, okay. Like, Pol- Pol- I think Lewandowski will be back, so um be be slightly better. Um but you know they have fit in three three world three World Cup qualifiers is um is is decent. So and and then we've got um a couple of couple more games in the next block. Um but I mean if we beat Poland we've pretty much qualified. Yeah, come on, mate, it's, it's done, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, you can you can
0: hand some of your points to us if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: course, of course, I'm sure you'd love
0: that. Wait, the thing is though, um, it's over and done with in November. Like the whole qualifying's done. Fantastic. Cup,
1: Fantastic. You know? Get... you know my views. You know my views yeah, on international, I know football,
0: you think... mate. Well, I mean, depending if you're an Arsenal or Swansea fan, an international breaks a bit of a salvation, really.
1: Yeah, it's good, but it's just annoying how it breaks up the season. That's that's <laughs> what frustrates me.
0: But it also gives managers an excuse to oh yeah, we had so-and-so away in Gabon. You know, that's, that's why we didn't uh, ag- yeah, win agreed. this game. You know?
1: <laughs> ag- ag- agree, mate. I oh, bet
0: Jamaica have just announced the lineup and Antonio is making his debut.
1: Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Brilliant. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so pleased to see that, man. Um, obviously, like it's great to see that, you know, some of the Jamaican boys are, are going back to their roots.
0: Kamar Roof's playing as well. Earth I said that, yeah. I was saying yeah. that earlier.
1: Kamar Roos uh, yeah. being called up.
0: It's a baller. Okay, like, I'll, I'll just name the team quickly. So Andre Blake and goal, decent goalkeeper. Uh, Wesley Harden, uh, Ethan Pennock from Brentford, Liam Moore, uh, Reddin, Kamar Lawrence, yep. decent player. Uh, yep. Ravel Morrison, you know, troubled child. Daniel Johnson, Preston, really reliable championship player. Bobby Reid, Kamar Roof, Corey Burke. I'm not too sure who Corey Burke is. But in, uh, the big man, Michael Antonio,
1: number yeah, seventeen. Man, it's, it's looking all right, isn't it, mate. It's looking all right. I mean, um, you know, we've just got to see, wait and see. I mean, I think let's just, you know, not put too much pressure on, on, no. on, 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 on them. But um, yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm quite, quite interested to see what Jamaica do. Yeah, mate. Wait till Tony and Redburn and Holgate
0: join as well. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh Mason Holgate's a shocker, isn't it? I mean he's still young as well, so I'm so very surprised about that one. Yeah, I think
0: Godfrey as well. He's Jamaican, so well he's somewhere yeah. anyway, you know. But sure. um that's ah, good news, good news. Well anyway, mate, thanks for coming on and uh thanks for waking me up actually, because I was I was dead fam this morning. Oh
1: wimber oh wimba, oh wimber oh wimber in the jungle, the mighty jungle, where <laughs> he sleeps tonight. <laughs> wee I have
0: to mention it quickly. You know when Bale scored that winner? I was this close, this close to wake up the house. I really was. I took everything, I knew it, man. Took I took all the restraint this, in the I world man, not to screen the house down because I was so gassed that we scored.
1: I knew this man would almost be back out on the street. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was. I slept on the couch this morning, I'll tell you that. But uh, that's a different story. <laughs> uh, I, I I was relieved. But anyway, we're going to head off now. Uh have got oh, half dude. an hour till the Jamaican game. The game of the day for me anyway. Hopefully it's cool because I've got some money on it as well. But go the reggae boys.
1: Reggae, reggae, reggae. We like to party. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. Uh, we'll be back again next week, hopefully. And uh, yeah, let's see how uh, our clubs do after the international break. Have a good one. Kaki Dano.